0: Alrighty, welcome back to the second episode of Rahraman Podcast. My name is Kevin Lashgari and I am joined here today with Muhammad and Arya. We will be analyzing the Iran and USA game and uh, the coaching of Carlos Caroche and him potentially leaving the team. So, Muhammad and Arya, how are you guys doing today?
1: Well, thank you for asking. It's been a quite difficult uh, last night to sleep you know. And uh, I I am curious how it is for you, Aria, after the match performance last night and all the things that happened.
2: Yeah, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm um, really excited to be on this. Um, It's been a lot of emotions, rollercoaster of emotions. And yeah, we're going to dive deep into them and analyze this, uh, what may be one of the most disappointing World Cups. And, yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess I know that all of us Iranian people were truly, truly gutted and disappointed from last night's 1-0 loss. Just overall, we expected more, and I feel like we could have gotten more. So let's just start off with the lineups. We had um, I He had not so great of a game me was kind of, he disappeared most of the part, but one player that really stood out to me the most this past two games, I'm, I, I can't, he is, a, Ramin reza is a player that really shows you how that age is just Out there, yeah. Hello. I think I cut out. Is that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You you cut out. Yeah.
1: Oh my god. You were talking about Ramin Rezaian, and then it cut. So you can maybe start. And you talked about age. All right.
0: Yeah. Sorry about that. Um. So, I was talking about Ramin Rezaian. How he is overall great defender, and he shows us that age. Like I just said, age is not. No, you know, age is just a number, and he can do way more than all of these young defenders that we have. What, what, like, what do you guys think overall of the lineup and how Carlos Kiyos had this formatted?
2: I'll go first. To be honest, like, the lineup wasn't a bad lineup at all. Um, there wasn't really much complaints there. Maybe only the keeper position with some people have a debate over should Hosseini had continued. Because, you know, he's had, obviously, form... Um, but the lineup, I don't really think it was an issue. Like you said, Toremi was disappearing throughout the game. Osmond just was not good enough. The midfield was, was decent, wasn't terrible, wasn't great. Kulizade, I feel like, was the only one genuinely trying in the midfield and in defense. Well, we're obviously the ones that were the most involved in the game because of just how attacking the U.S. were, and mm. rightfully so.
1: Yeah, I think I, I think I agree with you on the formation. I think that the way I feel it, and I want to compare it also to 2018, was that, you know, when Iran played against Portugal, you know, the third game, Iran had nothing to lose in essence. They knew they were probably going to get kicked out. They really didn't have this high expectations. So they played a much more assured football, you know, and in this game, if you look at the uh, group's uh, number, Iran was second, you know. So Iran was basically the second best team. Iran had a chance. A tie was sufficient. And I think a lot of the players, if I saw especially in the first half, they were very cautious. They were trying to make sure to keep the ball. They always tried to pass backwards. If you notice, they did a lot. They passed a lot backwards to make sure that they don't lose the ball. And I think that was not good because they lost the ball a lot. And the Americans were the one thing that the Americans are really good at is yes, they're not able to sh- use their opportunities really well, but they are very fast. And they use that to their benefit. And they just needed one chance to score. And the interesting thing is, had America not scored in the first half, I think the game would have probably ended 0 0. It could have been more realistic. But that one goal changed everything, in my opinion and the iranians it was very difficult for them to be able to score i think they were they would have been more comfortable to defend rather than to attack and i think this psychological issue of them having this pressure on them put an uh, put them in a situation where it was difficult for them to score afterwards and the that uh, one thing <clears throat> uh, one thing you just
0: said is something that always sticks with me iranians love to defend and that's something that that, that shouldn't be happening with us. We're, we're a team that's full of talent. Golanzada, Osmo, Taremi, Hatshav even showed that he can he can be that attacking force. Uh, Rodus, a brilliant midfielder that plays in the Prem. Carlos Kairos needs to learn. And I'm happy that, yes, we had wonderful moments with this coach, but I'm happy that he is leaving. We don't need to play so defensive. We need the players to just play the game how they play. And it even shows in all of their clubs. Is doing brilliant on assists, on goals. <clears throat> I know that hot. i I'm pretty sure he only has one goal this year, but Osmond, born in the past, he's having a rough start at the Bundesliga, but we, we still have that talent. Rezaion, when he's pushing up for that attack, we do have that talent. And we also do have brilliant defenders. I feel like we need a coach that isn't so defensive and can really rely on his players when attacking. Because look at the USA. USA aren't a better team than us. It's shown in the Wales game. Yes, they tied England nil-nil, but they they tied Wales, a side that we beat 2-0 and a side that we went. Attack, we did brilliant on attack and brilliant on defense. Something that Carlos Carlos should have kept in the back of his mind and not sort of parked the bus the entire game because that first half was pure domination on the U.S. side. We only had one shot compared to their 10. And they completely ruled over us in possession too. So
2: it's just something to think about. I'm going to add something here. I think it was very obvious from the first 10 minutes that we were not – playing that game to win. I think it was very obvious. We were playing that game to tie. And that is my issue with this game is just before we've seen Ecuador and Senegal, they were playing to tie and that ended horribly for them. And I don't understand why Carlos Kerosch... I mean, we know he's a defensive-minded coach, but it's not a good mentality to go in and say, oh, you know, just a tie is enough. Especially when the U.S., absolutely need to win we did not attack for most part of the game we barely did it was really in the last moments where you know we were actually woken up and i think that's that 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 was the problem from the get-go is that we were not going in there with the mentality to win we went in there to tie the game and finish it off and as soon as they scored well it all turned into a mess and that was my problem with Carlos Kirch and as you said you know we have brilliant talent up top obviously some players like you know mohebi or Sayed manesh were not present in this in this world cup and there was a huge blow for us but what about the future of the team now are we still going to be that same defensive minded team and i think if carlos Queiroz leaves uh, it really begs the question on how this style of play will be affected under skocic um, it was pretty balanced, I would say. I mean we were defensive in some way, but we were utilizing Toremi and Osmond quite well. and it really all depends now on the next coach that we get. I hope hopefully he'll utilize more of the attack because it, it really is a waste to to keep, to keep playing our defense and counting and relying on them when we've got such good attacking talent.
0: Yeah, um, like you brilliantly just said, the next few years is something that's it's going to be quite unpredictable. We have we have um, Majid Hosseini. I'm pretty sure he's going to stick around with us for a little bit. So our defense isn't isn't going to be too too changed because we still have Hosseini, Milad Mohammadi. He's not too young. He's only 29, and Sade. But we have three brilliant defenders and. Mortiza, although he is thirty, we could potentially use him in the next World Cup um, if we don't find if we don't find um, a replacement for him. Jalali. So that defense is the same. Sayed so Manesh, brilliant. And if we cannot find a coach that will want to attack, then his talent will literally come to a waste. Netia Gaidi, although he is not. He's a good young star, but he hasn't lived up to his potential yet after switching leagues. So that's that's one thing I kept in the back of my mind last night after we after we after we lost that game against the United States. That this this could be like the end for a little bit from us having you know being a top twenty team in the nation in the world, and our golden generation is gone. This was our generation to shine and perform. The best in the World Cup and and you know he blew defense it. Doesn't always, yeah, defense doesn't always win games. And Kerosh, he thought that United he, he really did the same tactics as United States that we did with Uruguay. He ran the same formation and he, he just doesn't although we did beat Uruguay, we had a brilliant game, Uruguay still did dominate. I'm gonna say this now, Uruguay did dominate that game, and they kind of proved that. They were just I don't know. They were they were coming for a goal. Although we had brilliant Shoja, I love Shoja Khaizade. He is a brilliant defender that I do not know why Karish didn't start him, because he is that defensive coach. If Karish <laughs> wanted to, if Karish wanted to go so defensive, he should have ran five back. But sorry, Arya, what were you gonna say? Yeah, I was K-Rush. gonna say
2: the reason why um doesn't play is because he um, doesn't injury. really he doesn't really like Shoja Khadezade. It's has been you like this, injury, right? I'm not, uh, to be honest. I I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. But uh, just in general, speaking in general, um, Karish doesn't really like sort of Zadeh for whatever reason. But I think yeah, I think you're completely spot on. I mean, I don't think we're gonna be that team that's gonna be outside of the top thirty. I think we're still there, but. We're we're you're right that our golden generation is is pretty much gone, and I actually tweeted something about this uh, a few a few hours ago. And although it's not completely you know Carlos Caro's fault and such, it's because I've also have to realize that whatever is going on in Iran is is also a huge factor. I yes, think if this course. wasn't if this wasn't the thing, we would have performed much better versus England not saying we would have necessarily won. We definitely wouldn't have gone six goals scored on our heads. That's that's one thing for sure. And I think from the get-go, we were destined to fill this World Cup because it is played at such a bad time for us that we had everything against us, everything. Uh, that includes, obviously, the politics. It includes the people. It includes the, the opponents we were playing against. You know, we're, we're playing the USA, a political match. This is one of the most political-charged matches ever, Right. And like I said, we just had absolutely everything going against us. And it's, it's a mix of, I would say, us being unlucky and obviously whatever's going on uh, in Iran currently is also a huge factor. So to conclude my point, I don't think we're going to be outside of the top 30. I think that's a little too pessimistic because we still have the cold it takes to beat you know, teams that are still in front of us. But our future is so unpredictable that we don't know what's really going to happen. You know, the the, the young stars that we have is what Saed Manesh Mohibi, and what Gheidei. If he even counts as a young as a, as a I, I, star to watch Goyedi,
0: at this point, I, I he's on, I don't know. I, I Goyedi, he had his moments, but he's he's been on a decline lately.
2: We also have uh, Khuda Bandelu. I haven't seen much of him he's someone to watch. So, like well, you said, it's very unpredictable. And
0: one thing that I know this is a little off topic of what we're talking about, but one thing that kind of surprised me, how K-Rush the one thing, one thing that I don't like about him too is how he only, he holds on to the past a lot. We can see that with the past players he holds on to, the lineups he used against England, putting in Cheshire, putting in Academy, he has this sort of mindset that, Whoever he lexi he puts in, he doesn't really go at the skill of the players. And it's it's true. me, yes. Brilliant, brilliant player. But come on, we have better options. Cheshmi, come on. And Kadim already Fad, although he is he is a good player on his team that he plays right now and he did score. Yes, he scored a goal against Manchester United. Yes, I I understand that. But we still have other strikers. We have um Job that plays in the um,
1: uh was Hungarian. In? Yeah, Hungarian. Hungarian. He, he was Pushkas. on Ukrainian.
0: Yeah, no, he so, was in
1: uh, Zoria Luh- uh, Luhansk. Luhans, yeah. yeah, where he yeah,
0: played with that, that's clearly my point. He he holds on to the past way too much, and that's something that it played into the factors that why we sort of I don't know we didn't win and didn't play as good as we could have. In many of these games,
2: I think a player we completely forgot about is Hossein Zaadi as well from Charleroi. Uh, He's another player. I mean, I I personally think he should have been called up, but that's a conversation for another day.
0: It's just, it's, we have, you're, you're, no, you're spot on. I'm I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna correct you there. You're spot on. And yes, we should have invited all of these young players. Because if if we were going to lose to England 6-2, which we shouldn't have, we should have at least gave these youngsters an experience for even a next World Cup. So that's
1: just something. I mean, I would have also not appointed four goalkeepers, as much as it's important to have uh, three at least. But the fourth, I don't understand why he did that. Because he brings one player who would 100% not play, you know? Normally, even if a goalkeeper gets injured, it's the second one who uh, goes, not the Third one. So the fourth one, I didn't understand why he did that. But generally speaking, I, I agree. I think that um, uh, you're all right. But to give a different perspective, if you look at interesting fact, uh, three Asian teams played uh, against uh, teams from North America. You know, uh, just today, Mexico defeated um, um, Saudi Arabia. Uh, Costa Rica defeated Japan, and Iran lost against America. So. Do you think there is a trend of Asian teams, you know, doing one great game and then eventually collapsing after the second or third game which happened with Saudi Arabia who's now fourth and maybe it's going to happen to Japan depending on how they will perform against So
2: I I follow Japanese football a lot and to be honest with you if I'm being completely like honest they have the potential to be one of the best teams in the world the issue is they're, they're just too not well not the team the coach is too inconsistent. You can see that with the lineups he puts out. It's very weird. He's also snubbed a lot of players that should have been into team and that hasn't. And, yeah, there I can see the trend. But at the same time, you know, there's also Korea to put in, in factor. They haven't done too well. Uh, there's also... But then, again, there's Australia, which they've done terrific. Against all odds, they're the ones who actually... They actually made it to the round of 16, surprisingly. I think they're the team that no one expected to, to go through the second round. But anyways, I think you're right. There might be a trend of Asian teams uh, being inconsistent in the World Cup. But the fact of the matter is, Iran, nevertheless, is a team that should have gone through that group, no matter what, even if the other teams are inconsistent. It doesn't matter. And it, it, I think Saudi Arabia showed the world that asian football can be great they blew it at the last second obviously you know they 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 beat argentina japan beat germany but you know we 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 won against wales but it's not you know convincing enough in my opinion i think if we would have beaten the us and gone through the round of 16 i think people would have taken asian football a lot more seriously because yeah sure japan has beaten germany and saudi has beaten argentina but one of them's out iran is out Korea is most probably going to be out. Who's left? Japan and and Australia. And Qatar is out as well, but we don't need to talk about Qatar. So in some way, you're right. I, I agree with your point. And
1: although, like, and, and also uh, one question I have for Arya because I know you're also into German football as well. Do you think that till now, at least, the fact that Osmond went to Leverkusen was a, was not to his benefit? Because... He has stagnated in his football, I think, ever since he joined, even in spite of the injury. Yeah.
2: Um, it's it's not entirely his fault. Uh the the previous manager of Leverkusen played him calm at that cent, central attacking mid position a lot behind behind Patrick Schick, which I mean, let's be honest, that's not Sadar Asmun's position. Um, I, I do feel like he has a part to blame too. He hasn't been the best. I feel like it really goes both sides. And I hope it's not going to be a Back situation again. Other than Chabi Alonso, he hasn't really played, so I can't really judge on that. But Leverkusen in general, this is completely off topic of the Iran-US game, but I think Leverkusen in general have been abysmal this season, both in the Champions League and both in the Bundesliga. And it seems that Osmoon is being the scapegoat. I feel like everyone's putting every inch of blame onto Osmoon, which is really sad because he doesn't deserve that much hate, although he hasn't been great. But players like Patrick Schick, which has been fantastic, they're also part to blame. So he has stagnated, but it's not entirely due to him. It's also due to Leverkusen just being bad.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think also a bit adjusting from the Russian league to the German league is a bit difficult. I agree with that. Because and the Russian thing is, is,
2: the thing yeah. is, as well, sorry to cut you off. The, the thing is he, he actually started pretty decent last season, having a goal and assist in six games. And he was actually creating a lot of chances. Like I said, he was playing as a central attacking mid, which that's not his position at all. And he was still managing to create a lot of chances for players like Diaby and Schick. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were the ones not finishing it.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right, so and it's quite sad seeing him perform at such a low, a low rate. But he could do better, and obviously, I agree with you, Arya. He was playing at a center attacking mid, which is obviously not his position. And the minutes that he was receiving at Leverkusen, from from the coaches, from both, I think his name is Sione, it was very minimal. He would put him on for either thirty minutes at a time. He would play full games. But when he was playing those full games, he at the same time was playing as an attacking mid. But that's something to keep in our minds. And let's get back to this, um, back to this USA-Iran game. So we had um, Timothy Weah, that youngster, with all that pace. I feel like when he was running up that right side, USA had this sort of tactic that when Weah was going up, that was kind of, building that spot and playing as that wing position that's really attacking. Did you guys also see that? And that's something that really cracked, cracked down our defense and really eventually led to them scoring a goal.
2: Mohammad you can you can go first.
1: Uh, uh, I think generally yeah as you ma- the Iranian has a good defense but the problem is the Americans are fast players they have this That has been something that has been always tradition in American football like even when they were not that great in football at least they had good stamina and i think that Timothy Way was remarkable Sergio Des didn't play that bad either i think he made a lot of mistakes but generally speaking uh what's fascinating for me also one thing i forgot to mention sort uh, related to this is the fact that we were in some cases lucky with Pulisic getting injured, <laughs> which actually could have been to our benefit because it basically, I think, since he became injured, we saw their attack get much less, you could say, because he was the only player, I would say, who was the closest thing to a finisher. You know, yes, people like Timothy Way or Dace, they're very good in creating chances for players, but the players to finish it off, I think Pulisic was the closest thing to that. And he's one of the reasons why they were able to score. And when he got injured in depth, we saw a significant reduction in the quality of their attacking football, I would say.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and I also think their defense was absolutely fantastic. Uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers and I think Tim Ream, they've never played it uh, together. And that was my only hope, seeing that they've never played together. I was like, okay, maybe they're going to do something wrong. But no, they, they were fantastic, fantastic they stopped everything. They put Tarmi on lock. Tarmi couldn't even breathe, really. And uh, the fullbacks were great. And that's the thing with Greg Berhalter and his, and his football is he does a lot of questionable things that sometimes end up working. And putting Cameron Carter-Vickers alongside Team Ream is, well, something that did work at the end of the day. So, mm, not, can't... I, yeah, go on, go on.
0: I, I couldn't believe Yeah, they had Tarmi on complete lockdown. And that was something I was going to bring up. Tarnami had the least touches of any of the outside players that were playing in the whole entire game, and those defenders made Tarnami lose the most amount of duels in the whole entire game, out of every single player. So, yeah, these players did play brilliant, and that, that really surprised me how we have one of, the, one of the best strikers in the world right now can go on complete lockdown just because our coach wants to play defensive, and... That's something that we had to deal with for the next four years.
1: And it's interesting to mention that the Americans did not concede a goal in these last three games. They did not even concede a goal against a strong English team that scored, you know, how many goals against Iran? And I think three goals against the Welsh, but zero goals. So that's an interesting thing that Iran also had this challenge that they were playing against a team that did not concede one goal before their match. You know, so it shows that the defense may be not the greatest, but it was effective at
2: least. Because the U.S. struggled with a low-block team like us, and we did not take an advantage. We did not take advantage of that because we just kept on defending. Like I said, the issue from the get-go was the fact that we were playing for a tie. We weren't playing for a win. Or, I mean, listen, I understand that it's it's not a terrible thing to play for a tie, but when you see that we have the opportunity, like we had all the opportunities to play attacking wise and maybe score a goal, but we were just in our heads. I feel like the players were like, okay, you, you define. You just have to defend, 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 no attacking. It's not going to work. It's not going to work because there's only so many chances the US can take. At the end of the day, they're, they're going to score one. And I actually thought of the Mexico Saudi Arabia game today. It was kind of the same thing. They were, they were having so many attacking chances that they were bound to score one, which they did, uh, that third goal, but it was offside. But do you know what I mean? Like, there's a pattern here that – and I think, no, you know what? It's a pattern for the whole World Cup. Whenever a team has to defend, just in general, defensive teams, this World Cup has not been that great. They've been punished for defending. They've been punished for not attacking well. And Iran is just another example.
0: Yep. And yeah. it's – well. would you like to expand on that or – uh, yeah, I,
1: I was thinking the, that you were... I'm thinking about the past, you know, and there were successful times in which this happened, but I think that many play teams learn from those mistakes. I, I think, you know, we all know the most perfect example of pure defensive football of the Greeks in 2004, you know, when they only defended and basically scored with three kicks. Uh, many teams learned from that experience of that, and we've seen a lot how teams have been using Uh, effective strategies to be able to score against such teams. And eventually it has become very difficult to defend just only. I actually talked about this before in our last episode. I said that if I were to do a strategy for the America game, I would try to attack in the big first half. And then in the second half, 60th, 70th minute, I would start parking the bus. That's the perfect moment because... 30 minutes is a realistic possibility to just purely defend. But before that, I wouldn't do it. And I think that's the biggest mistake that Keroch did. He was too dismissive. I always say attacking is the best defense, you know, because when you're attacking, it also wastes time. Even if it's bad attacking, basically, Mm -hmm. you still use these opportunities to waste time. And we don't have the stress of scoring. So you have less pressure on yourself. You know, when you are... When you have to score there's sometimes this pressure on you, but when you're just attacking just for the sake of attacking, and you can just do it more relaxed and you can even be more creative on those chances. And I think that's yeah. And it's also it's also
0: not like USA is a sort of Brazil or a Portugal, you know, or Spain, a big powerhouse that has these attacking options. They they really don't they're really stuck to these to very three players. Not even three players. I, I Although Pulisic gets score a goal on us, I really don't think that he played a great game. He really only had that, that one goal that sent him through. And Sargent didn't play a great game. Leia did not play a great game. McKinney, the, the hype around McKinney, he, he didn't do so well against Iran. And that really bothers me about k It's not like USA are a powerhouse. They don't this, – this is a team – that ties to saudi arabia 00, zero that ties to you know, i like i said before a wales 1 to 1 and they even lost to japan i'm pretty sure it was yeah, i don't two, know I, it. Think it was
2: I think it was 2-0 i think
0: it was 2-0 yeah 2-0 japan and that was that was way back in september it's it's truly sad and i completely agree with you mohammed we should have we should have came out and set the tone right away cuz we have options we we have golazar de was out and John Bash, right as of right now, I'm I'm kind of glad that he didn't start because of course there's other
2: really. Prove am I himself. am I allowed? Am I allowed to swear on this podcast? <laughs> let's, let's keep it. Let's keep it. Okay. John, John Bash is a, oh my the words cannot describe how bad yeah. a player
0: he is. <laughs> John and I I love John Bash. He, he the reason I came into soccer was because of Jalen Bash, and <laughs> he is horrible. I, I'm sorry, he's horrible, inconsistent. It's it just sucks to see a player with so much potential that he had just go down to the drain, and that's just we I'm like I was saying that we kind of went on talk, but we have we have options, we we do, and K-Rush put that to a waste, and he's we're gonna have to I don't know, we're gonna have to wait, and I'm I'm glad he's I'm glad he's leaving the national team. But
2: anyway, I didn't not Yeah, yeah, you can go. It's fine.
0: All right, all right, you can. You can
2: yeah. uh, I was just, I was just gonna say, I, I don't think John Bosh should be a starter for us anymore. I, think, I don't think he should be called up. I, I think no, I think he should still be called up as like a bench player, but or like a leader, I don't
0: know. But
2: I think Zadeh has now pretty much shown that he's the one who should be starting. But it's not gonna happen, though. It's always gonna be John Bosh. But yeah, you were saying, Muhammad.
1: Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, uh, there, since we talked about this before, but we didn't delve into it, you know, uh, after Kerosh. So one thing that is very interesting about this World Cup is the fact that a lot of African teams are hiring former, some of their former players who are becoming really successful trainers. Like Senegal qualified for the third time. Uh, they did also in 2018 with a former player. Do you think that Iran should also continue this trend with... Maybe possibly bring one of those old players from the 98 World Cup to come and coach us after Kerov. Personally, so, I think... Ari, right, you right, you go.
2: Personally, I think a foreign coach would be better. Um, but I'm not completely... The thing is, who would it be? That's the issue.
0: So, I, I'm i not going to lie. Uh, logs old coach, Fahad. I, I think Fahad was a brilliant coach. And I think that he coached Esteló real good, but, um, I, I I'm with I'm with you, Ari. I don't know who's who would really. I, I would.
1: would I, I don't know if it would be realistic for me. It would be Gold Mohammed from Paris Police. Yeah, he's
0: he's also brilliant too. But I, I, I really I would love an Iranian coach. I'm not gonna lie. That would be brilliant for us. But it other than Saheh and Gold Gold Muhammad, that you. You just, um, there's created. also Java Nikuna. I think he rejected to be the assistant coach, correct? He wanted to
1: be head coach.
2: Oh, he did, he did. Yeah.
1: And is Hashimian oh, still yeah. where is Hashimian, anyways? Oh, um, uh, um, because um, yeah. these players who were playing in Europe can bring that experience, mm-hmm. and I think especially if they have gone to international, like, uh, taking the licenses. Like him, yeah. also maybe Matilicchio maybe something. I would be interested. I think someone, a good someone. Coach.
2: I think that we absolutely blew it. with Was Hervé Renard when we got Wilmot instead. I think if we had Renard, it would have been a completely different story. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, yeah. the Saudi coach would—I I forgot his name. Was yeah, that the it's one you mean? yeah, it is. Oh, it is. he would be great. He's a—I a, loved his inspirational talk in the first half, again the game against that was, Argentina. Yes. Yeah, that was a, that was a great that was a great speech, and luckily,
0: we we do have the Asian Cup coming up, fellas, right? We have it in is it in June in Doha?
2: So <laughs> apparently, it's been moved to twenty twenty four because it's no longer in China. Why? It's a, it's going to be in Qatar. I don't think there's been an official date, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be in twenty twenty four, January twenty twenty four, which is so something, which is stupid to be honest. That, I don't know why it's so late.
0: I, I thought it was going to be I thought it was going to be this year, but. That's something yeah. that as as extra, next year, like it was last World Cup, but that's something to keep in the back of our back of our back of our minds too. Because many of the players that are on Team Meli as of right now, they, they could not appear, and it gives time for other players like Sayed Manish, not so much Rafayeli because he had his chances. Hossein um, Zadeh, uh, many many stars for them. They have time, and this gives many stars time to grow
1: and. We also have we we have to look for a coach. That's that's something. Yeah, it would be great if Iran would finally be able to achieve. You know, I think that the last Asian Cup that was our opportunity. I I was really angry after the Japan game. Yeah, I was maybe even more angry after. But that was the that was
2: that was all up to the mentality of the players, and it was very yeah. obvious. It was a, yeah. it was in some way. I mean, listen. We deserve to lose with how we played. We deserved it. Osmoon, I still remember. I'll never forget that Japan game, guys. If if you want a little bit of context, I was watching that game in a history class and I cried in class. Oh my.
0: I was in a Spanish class and I was watching it.
2: I was in tears. And I had a Indian friend come up to me after and we were, we started crying together. It was that bad. But like, you know, looking back at it, we it, it, what the hell was going through these to the player the minds of these players? They were just oh they 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 seem like complete different players. They we were getting mad at every single thing. They were pushing the players. So like in some way, we deserve to lose that. We did not play well. We were pretty much relying on the referee, which is is has been a problem with Iranian football for the past few years. I I would say.
1: But yeah, this is also this this game. To be honest, in the end, they were like begging for penalties. If you remember against. The yeah, Tarmi Tournament, has got a... He's got to stop playing on top of. But I I
2: get that because it was out of desperation, right? It was this or nothing. But in the it Japan was. game, but in the Japan game, like it was nil nil. I still remember when they scored it was the first goal, where, like I, I don't know what happened. I think it was like a handball or something, or I don't know. Kind of needed. I don't remember who, who it was. But three players ran t- to the referee while the ball was still in play, and yeah, then they, they scored a goal. goal. Yeah, like, that does. Was, like, what, of what course, you, we're gonna lose if we're gonna what, do some stuff like that.
0: Yeah, and what do you guys think of of Karo's leaving? I, I know we, some of us on this pod, do want him out, but do you think it's, this is beneficial for us? Because he, at the end of the day, he did produce, produce some good results. Not so much. I mean, I would say twenty eighteen was, it was a good, I would say that was a good run for us. We beat Morocco with a lucky goal. It was only one nil against Spain and. We 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 should have beat Portugal if Tardonmi would have, he didn't get that sign that he won, that that gives me you flashbacks, just like this um, watching the USA highlights this is gonna give me so much flashbacks. Do in a few years watching Morteza's header that, boy, I
2: haven't I haven't watched the US highlights back. I refuse to watch the highlights for the rest of my life. I am, I refuse.
0: <laughs> uh, you you I don't know you you gotta watch it to get it out of your system. It, it's it's. <laughs> It's yeah. horrendous. It's bad.
2: But about Kerosh, listen, I love him. He's done wonders for us, but it's time to go. I, I can't stand watching us I, play like this anymore. I, I agree. I agree. I can't stand it. We, we we have to move on from defensive football. We have to utilize – because like I said, all of our youngsters are all attacking players. Uh, you know, Oidi, Hossein Zadeh, Zahedi, Saad Manesh. They're all attacking players. We have to utilize that. It would make no sense for us to play defensive you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I think so some, too. I think in honest-
2: some way, sorry to cut you off. Sorry to cut you off. In some way, it's, we're kind of similar to Japan. you where all their attacking talent or all their talent is basically attacking players, you know, Mitoma and such. And they're making use of it. They're making use of it while still having uh, rocks at the back and Yoshida and such. You know, that can be the Yoshida of Japan. Could be our I don't know Hosseini or but, Genji
0: And it does suck because is mean, is obviously in his prime right now, and oh my God, just for Karo to go defensive in I would say two out of three of these games. One of the games made sense against England. You have to go def- defensive because they do have a lot of good stars like Harry Kane. Uh, I wouldn't say Mason Mount because he's <laughs> he hasn't really shown much. I I, I obviously like Phil Thornton over Mason Mount, but England have all of these stars. And they we like we had to watch out for Saka Sterling and I don't know against Wales we, went, we we did brilliant the whole entire game. That was uh, that was one of many games I saw Iran on the attack. And that was just amazing for me to see and it produced the correct result because we have those players and it is it, it shown and it pains me that we it it ended out like this. I don't know, we, we could have qualified. And yes, Netherlands would have beaten us. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to myself. But just for the joy of going to the round of 16s,
2: oh, well, we could have gotten crushed 15 0 by the Netherlands. I would still be happy to be in the round of 16. I would.
1: Same with me. Yeah. yeah, because all it's like all the Asian teams that I think that at least qualified in this World Cup have at least once went to the qualify. Okay, except Qatar. I'm not gonna. Sorry, I forgot about Qatar, but. Excluding Qatar, Saudi Arabia went to the quarterfinal I mean, in ninety four all these countries of Asia went in and I wanted Iran to finally be able to join that club, you know <laughs> and unfortunately, but
2: to, but but I mean, to be fair, like when you look at it in hindsight, again, this is a little unrelated to the u s Iran game, but like, for example, Korea they got through, I mean, I think, in one of the most controversial World <laughs> cups out there, right japan i'll give I'll give Japan that. Saudi Arabia they had very good like they were they had just really good players in al-jabir and uh al i think that's how you say his name i'm not sure australia made it once in 2006 and we to be honest have always had very tough groups let's not lie to ourselves
0: mm-hmm.
2: that's true so yeah. if you had let's say if you had put japan in, in 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 those groups they would have made it less times but nevertheless you are right it is still baffling to not see Ron even make it once at a round of 16. This uh, year co- yeah, was probably the year where we should have done that. And yes, if we can't beat teams like the U.S., no disrespect, and it, it's the same for them as well if they can't beat us, we, we don't deserve to go to the round of 16. So, you know? A, a team, yeah.
0: a, a coach that doesn't put faith in his players in one of the most important matches of their lives, it, it's we're obviously not going to qualify. And I saw that in the first half, it was pure domination. I was watching with my grandfather, and he was saying, it's going to be a goal for USA soon. And as I said, that Pulisic had that header. And mm-hmm. when a coach doesn't put his all-out faith in some of the best strikers that we have in the world right now, it's, it's, something, it's not going to end how we want.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, yeah oh, I agree, man. Uh, one thing I'm curious about, if we were to make, a, since this World Cup has ended for Iran, if we were to make like the best World Cup year and the worst World Cup year, what ranking would you create? Like the top three best World Cups that Iran would have? Would they... All time? Yeah, even 78. All right, all
0: time. Um, so, uh, oh, Arya, yeah, you want to go first?
2: Yeah, i put 2018. Uh, and last... Uh, to be honest, probably two thousand and six. I mean, it was we we were not good in two thousand and six. And you know, we we had what Angola in our team and we tied now. Come on. That was a dis- disaster of a World Cup.
0: I would personally say Hmm, this is this is tough. Oh, 2018 I agree. That was a brilliant year. I would I would say twenty eighteen or twenty fourteen were both brilliant years, although twenty fourteen we, we were bottom and we didn't we didn't play as well, but I think that Argentina game was almost a brilliant game. Um, 20, 2006, I think both of you guys agree that was that was worth year. Worst well, I mean, year. I, I know we always have this conversation. Two thousand six
1: was a bad year. Yeah, we should have won against Angola. Against Portugal, we we okay, and against Mexico, we actually played good in the beginning. I would say, especially when we did it one one. You know, I was in the stadium when the one one happened. We were so ecstatic. You know. We I was four years old, business. so <laughs> I, I I have no,
2: absolutely no comment.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was so ecstatic, but then and the two goals scored, and then we got so depressed, and we were all insulting uh, the coach back then, Blanco. We were like, I remember we were like having these conversations with all the fans, and we were like, "Hey, what the hell he did?" And some people say, "Hey, Ali Daei shouldn't have played," you know. <laughs> but if I were to say, I don't know, one uh, for me personally, ninety eight was the best. I would say. And I'm going to explain why. Because '98 Iran lost against a strong Yugoslavia. And you have to understand, Yugoslavia was really strong. They had Mihajitović, who was playing in Real Madrid. Yeah, Germany wasn't that great. But still, it's the play, team that had some of the World, uh, World Cup champions, you know. And yes, the United States wasn't the strongest. But still, we played really good against them. We dominated, you know. And for me, that's why I would say the '98 team was the best. And we had this golden generation that ended up going, many of these players went to Europe, you know. Of course, Ali Dai, he went to Armenia Bielefeld, and then he went to Bayern Munich. So, 98 was the best, and yeah, 2006 would be the worst. So, that's why I would say that this year, the fact that we defeated a European team for the first time in our history, I would put it as a honorable mention, at least. So, yes, we didn't do great against the U.S., but still the fact that we defeated a team and we scored two goals against them. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a bad year, but I wouldn't say it's a great it year, but bad. it's a mixed bag. Mixed bag I would
2: yeah, say. I agree. I have a question for you guys. And I know, we're again, we're getting off topic with the Iran-U.S. I think this podcast of this, or this episode should be called the U.S. versus Iran game slash the future of Iranian football. Yeah, I was going to say that
0: right now. so name it that.
2: So, so the question I have for you guys is, do you think any of our players are going to get any European moves after I was, this World I, Cup?
0: I was just about to mention that. I think because of age, Romain he he's pure class. He
2: like, deserves a move, man. He, he
0: does. He and does. I've been, I, I've been saying that since 2018, but I don't think any team is really going to like – I don't know. They're not going to really focus on that. But he deserves a move. He does play in Europe as of right now, but...
2: Deserves a better team.
0: Yeah, like probably like Bundesliga. I would, I would see him in Bundesliga.
2: No, he's in the
1: Belgian league. No, no, but I, I would oh. want him to transfer to Bundesliga. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Um, But Bruges would be a perfect place. Same league, you know, and now they're in good in the Champions League, so... That would be one, an opportunity for him. To yeah, go I don't
2: too. think he would start there because there's that there's that one Canadian player, Tejon Buchanan. I don't think they he fits Boos right now. And um,
0: I'm, yeah, go on. I'm not gonna lie, the one player that did disappoint me this World Cup, I think it was Sadev Mohamed. that our yeah, right back. Yeah, man. I, he the amount of class he showed against Chelsea and AC Milan, I would have thought that he would have. Transfer that, not just completely forget his whole entire game.
2: But to be fair, he did only play one game.
1: He did, so, and mm-hmm.
0: and uh, Rezayan it was it was deserved. He, he like he deserved that spot.
2: I think another player that surprised me was Nurulahi. Don't get oh, me wrong, he wasn't insane, but he wasn't terrible. Um, compared, to, I mean, I know he's a meme in the Iranian football yeah. realm because he, let's be honest. Isn't isn't the greatest, but he's he's been great. I think there's a stat. I don't know if it's still accurate as of now, but before the U.S. game at least, uh, I think he had the most interceptions per 90 minutes, or he was the second most interceptions per 90 minutes, which is an insane stat to have considering we conceded six to England. Um, Um, so that is that is does that does that give leeway for some European teams to maybe sign him? um,
0: I'm not sure why Nurulahi gets all his hate. When I met Nurulahi, he was one of the nicest guys, like, you'll ever meet. Same with um, uh, Hossein Kanani and Shoja. They were, were the nicest guys that I've ever talked to. And for Ahmad Nurulahi to get criticized so much, I-, I think that he's always been an outstanding, brilliant midfielder. And the hate on him is so unnecessary. But, yeah, him and he do deserve a contract.
2: I know Ezzatolahi does play in Europe. Just like a, a bigger, a bigger club. Yeah, yeah. I mean the reason why Narula, he was getting so much hate is because to be honest, he was really close of putting our qualification at risk. Um, he did. He
0: he, and, I don't know, he he did have that brilliant goal against Lebanon, though, and that that made me so
2: happy. Yeah, but to be fair, that that Lebanon game was so frustrating to watch. Like we that were, was we were this close of losing against freaking Lebanon. Like, no disrespect, but come on,
0: no. That, that Wales game Reminded me of Lebanon game 0-0 zero, zero, mm-hmm. And then 90 Extra
2: time We'd start scoring Two goals But um, Yeah I think that covers it For the transfers To be honest I don't really see Anyone going for For any players To be honest I one,
1: one player That I can see Going to a better club Who's now in Europe I think Tarimi, It's Tarimi I don't know Ooh, if it's yeah. true. I read rumors that he might go to Arsenal. That would be, I think, great. I've seen I've seen
2: true. rumors that he might go to Lazio as well, which, in my I, opinion, is a which, in my opinion, is a downgrade. I, I
0: think it's I think he should stay in Porto. He's he's most comfortable there, and he is. Actually, I'm not gonna say that. I was gonna say that he is a little older,
1: but that that doesn't matter. That really doesn't matter. But he's a late bloomer, I would say. And yeah, maybe he yeah. Can do That's the Benzema I, and play good football to the end you know yeah
2: that's what I was thinking but generally
1: speaking in Porto he has uh, he's really popular there and yeah he's 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 shining yeah and people love him like I read the comments obviously I don't speak Portuguese but I can translate it on Facebook and they all love him they like I think he's more popular (laughs) in Portugal than in Iran now (laughs) which is funny and ironic about it (laughs) yeah
0: well um, I think I think we Nearly cover everything. are you guys are you guys satisfied?
2: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, listen, the only ending com- comments that I want to say is, there's light at the end of the tunnel, right? Of course. People have to understand with the situation Iran is in, it's not easy for these guys to perform. I think we have to commend them for what they've done this year. They've been destroyed mentally. They've been hated on. They've been crucified for so many things. And I think it was very unjust. And, you know, they're, hum- they're humans at the end of the day. They're, they're, they don't have much more to do than just play football. People are expecting these guys to go in the streets of Iran with an AK-47 to defy the regime. That's what they're expecting. And I think we're in a situation where these players can't win, no matter what they do. We could smash the U.S. 50-0 won't make a single difference. And I'm talking politics wise. That's another comment I wanted to make is I think people are forgetting that this time around it's different in 2018. There's pressure from outside as well. That mm-hmm. is huge pressure. And, you know, and another thing I want to add on is, you know, the, the national anthem antics that happened, I think it was quite clear that it, it, it wouldn't have been the same world cup as it was four years ago. Yeah, I mean,
0: Muhammad, you have you have anything else?
1: I think that uh, maybe after some time we, when we look at the World Cup and I think everything that you said about the politics, if we take that into consideration, we will not maybe be so strict on the Iranian national team. And we're not going to say they were successful, but at least they didn't fail. So in spite of I... the political situation, the fact that they at least won one game, and that against a team that is Again, according to the rank, world rank list, which okay is not so accurate, i.e., Belgium is second. Still, it's supposed to be higher than us. I still see that as a mixed bag, and uh, hopefully, by in the next years, the political situation will be less important for the football at least, and maybe that will also have an impact on the football. Yeah. We will see.
0: And I, I wish, I wish
1: for the health and happiness of
0: of everyone. Everyone, I, I just. I want everyone to be happy and and healthy. At the end of the day, don't you guys agree?
2: One hundred percent. Yeah,
0: that's something that that's something that we all, we all have to
2: just do wish right for. It. We just yeah, have to wish and for, and wish man. For. because there's we, I mean, there's not much we can do. At the end of the day, it's what happens in in Iran that's the most important. We can sit here and talk about hoping and praying, but something actually has to happen, right? Well
0: um um thank you aria thank you muhammad for for being on this podcast today uh, i had a great time talking to you both and it, it was it was a pleasure thank you guys so much
2: can i plug my social medias before leaving
1: yeah, yeah. Go, <laughs> ahead. go ahead you
2: guys can find me on twitter instagram tiktok and youtube at 29 united and thank you so much for having me on this podcast loved it it was a great conversation
0: thank you so much for being here muhammad thank any, you so much any last well?
1: words uh I wish everyone a good day and uh, if you are very young and this is your first World Cup, uh, get ready for more disappointments. No, just, <laughs> 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 no, no, well, just It will get better, hopefully. I, Inshallah, I,
0: I love all of you guys, I love all the Iranian people. Uh, I just I hope everyone is safe and happy. and all right, thank you so much.